Hi, I'm Ginger Seehafer, and who the fuck are you? (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be the one. Settle in as we begin to tell you about some friends. Folks you know in Chicago and some you've never met. We'll talk about the things they say and do. There's a question posed to old and new. Who the fuck are you? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is Kevin Aldis, and welcome back to another episode of Who the Fuck Are You? Well, the weather is warming up, the vaccines are rolling out, and our numbers are dropping, so that means there is a glimmer of hope of being able to spend face-to-face time with our friends and family in the year 2021 without the fear of death. Oh, man. I love spending time with my friends and family without the fear of death. (sighs) Anywho, today we sit down with a Chicago native who has taken her talent for illustration and been able to make that her career. It's not often you get to do what you love and get paid for it. Please welcome to the show, Ginger Seehafer. People will believe that. Blame it on the Zoom. (laughs) I'll always blame it on the Zoom. Ginger, hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm Ooh. good. Um, it's nice to kind of finally me. meet you, sort of, yeah, kind of, uh, yeah, this way. I know. E-meet is what I call it. Nice to e-meet, I suppose. I like, hey, that's a great, I was actually trying to think of a good way to, to call that right before we started, and e-meet, I think, is a great way to do that. So, nice to finally e-meet you. I've been hey. secretly a fan of yours for a couple of years now. Uh, thank hey. you, internet, and and, uh, and and friends we have in common. Absolutely. Um, so, how... Uh, and, How's your pandemic going? Have you gone completely insane or are we still hanging on a little bit? You know, it comes in waves of panic and uh, anger and disbelief at other people and how they're handling it to come. You mean mean like Texas today? Yeah. Mask mandate's gone and everything is open. So. And the kicker is we're so close, like weeks, we're weeks to ending this if people just hold their horses one of the main reasons I haven't lost my mind during this pandemic as someone who worked at home well before everybody mm-hmm. worked at home is that I can easily reach out to friends, you know, family, you know, it's, it's a way to connect without having to connect. And, and that's really nice, um, especially with you know, the visual yeah. aspect these days, because it used to be just phone calls and you could sit on the phone for yeah. a couple hours and talk to somebody, but seeing their face every once in a while, even though I know not everybody wants to and we shouldn't zoom or facetime every time yeah but it is nice every once in a while like i I have a cousin of mine that lives in florida that i haven't seen in years simply because it's so hard to get to where she lives it's a little expensive uh and we did a zoom brunch one day and it was the first time i'd seen her face in like two years and that was a really nice thing to have but yeah um so that's i was actually that was going to be my next question was was there is there a thing that's been getting you through it Lots of Netflix. I love binge watching BBC shows. Oh, <laughs> I love yeah. Luther. Any of the crime shows are good. Um, you know, just also submitting artwork at mm-hmm. uh, Instagram. You know, I, I have a little bit of a following there and we play off each other. Um, I joined a group called Girls Drawing Girls because I like to do pinup art sometimes just for fun, like drawing mm-hmm. the 1920s, 30s, cutesy um, pinup girls. Um, so I met a lot of really awesome women and people there. Um, and it's been keeping me sane. And also talk, being able to talk to like-minded people. Because when you're trapped in your home, 
mm-hmm. and say if you're in a situation where, like in my case, and I'm not going to make this too political, but where I am, there was just a fuck ton of Trump flags and signs Ugh. everywhere. And for me, you know, that was like, Ugh. you right. know, I don't want, you know, I don't know what this means for me is like, can I even, you know, trust people to talk to around here? But then it's like, I turned to the internet I talked to the few friends around here who are like-minded. We, you know, say everything's going to be fine. <laughs> no panicking. <laughs> and it's it's been a comfort. Um, That's nice. But I'm trying to get better at reading books, though, as another crutch. I used to, like, eat books. I love them. I read them. I love stories. You know, I, I, I do like the horror genre, too. But I love oh, okay. eating. But I find, I think it's the constant pressure of needing a distraction that I, I go for the instant satisfaction of oh, like yeah. Twitter or Instagram. And it's it just much easier. Oh, it's easy. And it's terrible because it's like junk food for your brain. And mm-hmm. it, it is making me terribly lazy. Well, it is so fucking lovely to meet you. Um, you. Uh, finally, uh, like I said, I have become a fan of yours over this past year, two years since, um, because you are, I don't know how, you know, my friend's, Corbett Pasco and Sarah Savini. Uh, but you randomly did some sketches for them. Yes. Um, and which is how I ran across your work because, you know, I, I'm friends with them and I follow them on. And, uh, and of course, the second you wrote, uh, drew something for them, they were both like, look at this. <laughs> we're cartoons. And I'm like, that's fucking amazing. So I started following you right away. Uh, Cause there was once in a fleeting time in my life where I was uh, an art major and I wanted to uh, become an illustrator and a cartoonist. Um, quickly found out that my skills were not to a point where I would, could do that as a career. Uh, but I've always been a huge fan of illustrations, art, uh, when it comes to, um, comics, comic style, illustrations, comic book style, graphic novel style, and you kind of, your artwork that I've seen kind of falls in that genre really nicely. Like you do some really cool, cool stuff that I, I really into growing up were you an artist as a child? Were you in art then? Was that something you found later in life? Um, yeah, I mean, I have always loved to draw. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just one of those things. Um, I was raised on a very busy street in Chicago on 47th in California. Um, okay. There wasn't any kids on the block. You know, I went to a very strict Catholic school. Um, so there wasn't a lot of fun time. And, you know, recess was playing tag. Catholics and don't like court. fun. No, we really don't <laughs> hate it. So but um, art was my escape. I would grab whatever scrap of paper. And, you know, I, I just loved all the morning cartoons, Bugs Bunny, um, Tom and Jerry, um, you know, and then into mm-hmm. Thundercats and oh, he yeah. and Jem, you know, and I would just, I just loved it. And I would try to mimic it just in my kid way. Um, and it was always just like a calm moment for me. So mm-hmm. with all the chaos of living on a busy street, you know, my parents weren't particularly wealthy, so there was stress about money. Um, and it was just a way that took you to a completely different plane of thinking, you know, and, and I still use that to this day where if I get stressed out, there's one of my other escapes is to uh, pick up my magic iPad Pro and Apple Pencil plug because I love it so much. (laughs) And I'll just sit on the couch and I'll draw and just kind of my brain gets quiet. Having that escape is really nice. Because I mean, I mean, already that your subject matter that you're um, working with, you do a lot of pop culture stuff, you do a lot of like, I I noticed you were recently doing a centaur series and things like that. So I can only imagine like going away to those places while you're drawing um, is 
such a wonderful release. Um, you just said that you were talking about how how much how you sucked and just ate up a bunch of cartoons, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, as a kid growing up, I, I think during our time, I think we're probably roughly the same age. Um, mm-hmm. It's like cartoons were the jam. Like that was your treat for the week, Saturday morning oh, cartoons. Yeah. And if you got lucky, you caught some good, at least for where I grew up, some good uh, afternoon TBS throwback Looney Tunes and Mighty Mouse and all that group. Uh, that's oh, kind of yeah. how I was raised. I mean, Looney Tunes is why I know about classical music and a lot yes. of very old actors and things like that, because they were all on those cartoons. And I had asked my parents, what the <laughs> hell? And they're like, oh, that's who that is. Um, was there one cartoon that was like your biggest influence? Was there one that you were like, oh, wow, I want to make something like that specific one? Well, um, as cheesy as it may sound, well, two actually, when I was younger, was Jem. I freaking loved the, the, bad, the bad guy. Yeah, I loved okay. her hair. And I don't know if you can tell with like my centaur drawings that I give them big freaking 80s hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's just out there. Um, and, you know, I loved comic books too. And I thank my sister for that because she was very much into off-brand um, graphic novels. Like she was a huge uh, Cerebus fan, which is oh, really, oh, it's a uh, black and white, wonderfully sketched story about this little barbarian aardvark now it sounds goofy and i can't remember the author's name in it and, you know i wish i could but this is old age happening <laughs> <laughs> but and also the freaking teenage mutant ninja turtles oh, the yes. graphic novel yeah, the cartoon yeah. was fun the movies were fun but i i would eat the graphic novels and i would like just study the anatomy you know the the with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like everything was over-exaggerated, like the bulkiness of like the biceps and the quadriceps and it actually taught me how to draw regular people better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I very much lucked out in high school. I had an amazing art teacher, um, Mrs. Carol Brown, and she directed me to a scholarship that was a drawing competition for the American Academy of Art. I wish I remembered the number of people who were at the competition, but it was, he had to draw a still life. Then he had to draw from a model. It was a six hour competition. And then weeks later, they were going to judge it and then contact. And I was lucky enough that I won first place, which was like $12,000 to go to this uh, art school, basically for free oh, for wow. the first year. And that was huge because, you know, my parents, they, they weren't really raised to go to college and stuff I was like me and my sister were like the first ones to actually go to like community college and regular college uh-huh. um so to have this teacher push me and believe in me and force me almost with physical violence to go take this competition <laughs> because she believed in me you get your fucking ass over there and you draw it, your ass off oh my god it changed my life without this who knows what have happened to me I might have just been like you know a regular worker who liked to doodle on grocery list Mm -hmm. but because of her believing in me and pushing me I wound up going to the American Academy of Art where I wound up meeting so many people I'm still in contact with to to, with today and I wound up getting a job at Great America doing caricatures oh wow now and I often tell young artists this if you want to really put yourself like run through the gauntlet get a job as a caricature artist at a theme park Okay. Because they will work you 13 hours a day. You are drawing Ooh. nonstop. And wow. and you have freaking hecklers. People will tear you apart as you're sitting there drawing flop sweat everywhere. You get <laughs> heckled just by drawing funny pictures? Yes. Yes. The teenagers are brutal. <laughs> Again, going back to what we were saying earlier, 
people are dog shit. But, um, but yeah, I tell young artists that, you know, you will develop a thick skin and it has served me so well for speed, for nailing, um, expressions, which is huge in what I do. Originally mm -hmm. I wanted to get to, into comic books, you know, just because I love them so much. And, um, when I was almost done with my associates, I only got associates, but I took a storyboarding class and I just loved it. Um, they had a speaker come in from Leo Burnett and talk to the students. And luckily for me, everybody was completely bored. Who wants to draw commercials? <laughs> but I was like, oh, I can do this. I love comic books. It's similar to comic books and it's paneling, it's continuity. You know, I can do this. And the money was insane. The guy was like, it's good money. You know, these agencies, you know, they have these budgets they have to eat through, you know, you will work long hours. You will, you know, there was many times when I was at the peak of uh, my one time before I settled down a little bit, mm -hmm. I was working nonstop. I would not have a day off for months. Oh, wow. Um, but you know, it, it does being paid, me. but, but being paid for your time, it sounds like. Oh, very much so. Which is very um, hard to find as an artist. Cause I mean, it, that's the thing. I mean, you tack the word artist, whether it's, you know, whether you're a painter or a sculptor or an actor or writer, you tech yeah. artist on there. I mean, it just drops all your, any kind of paycheck through the floor. Like nobody, like artists usually don't get the opportunity right. to get paid a decent living wage for the thing that they want to do. Unless you find a niche that you're Unless really you can find the niche. Um, and that's what happened with me is I found my niche. That's and, great. Um, I was lucky enough to um, land a job just doing advertising work through a friend that at, from I met from American Academy. Hi, Mike Curran. Thanks for the job. <laughs> so many um, name drops in this episode. I love it. <laughs> I know. I am appreciative. <laughs> 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 and, um, you know, and I, I was just, I was very, I was very fierce about making sure that I got in. Now I had some really bad experiences, like old school art directors, very like, you know, remember the show Mad Men where, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's very piggish. Um, and I often tell the story to another story. I tell all the young artists I know, all you young fledglings, listen to me, <laughs> um, that I walked in uh, for an interview. The guy brought me to a studio. He sat me down, and I, here I was. I was brand new, you know, completely, you know, green. And I handed him my store, my part portfolio from college, which every artist knows is not great. Right. It's it's <laughs> you know, it's thin. It's some good shit. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot it's of funky. its filler. Yeah. Um. You know, but you want to show up with something. Absolutely. And this guy, the first thing he looked at me, and I cannot believe it, he looked at me and he said, I just want you to know that women and blacks suck at storyboard. Wh I was 21. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. The I fuck? sat there like my jaw dropped. Here I am sitting in this professional building, you know, sitting across from this person in a suit who obviously had his head completely shoved up his ass to the 1950s. So far up his fucking ass. Did he so give far. a shitty reason why, or did he just say it and kept no, moving on? So he just like, just here, felt, accept this and move on and let's talk about your fucking yeah, he, he needed to give me the shitty nugget of his. And, <laughs> you know, me being young, it was just like, you know, I wish I would have had the gumption to, you know, double bird backflip out of there. Mm -hmm. But I was mad. And then he was kind enough to offer me to work for him for free do oh, a few wow. projects for free of just course. to see and i you know i ghosted him like i took my portfolio i thanked him for his time and i left um, 
I was ginger then. Ginger me would be a little different. (laughs) (laughs) But that was some of my first experiences in the advertising world. I can say now being in it for 20 years, it is changing so much and it is great. You know, I I don't come across those sour grape attitudes, um, you know, overt sexism, overt racism. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the younger people coming up are from different backgrounds are different genders and you know they're not the same old cookie cutter um don draper type that's great that's changing because what a dog shit thing to say in an interview oh. i hope that dude's career went to shit oh it did it did it was oh, yay. Wonderful. i am a huge fan of schadenfreude and he lost his business within months of that interview it was glorious do you remember the first thing you ever drew that you were like that's fucking good. I like do. That's, that's really good. What was it? I do. I actually have two very clear memories. One of the first memories I have was in first grade and I loved my first grade teacher. She was just so sweet and awesome. And she put on this video, like how to draw a cat. Mm-hmm. We're broken down into very simple shapes. Oh yeah. I love it. And this. I drew it, but I, I embellished it. Like I made sure to add like Garfield stripes. Um, I had like a rug, a fireplace in the background. And it, it just, I went nuts with it because I enjoyed it so much. Um, and she loved it. She kept it. And I didn't know she kept it until it was like the parent teacher meeting and she brought it up and, you know, she put stickers on it and she said, this is something, you know, she told my mom to pay attention to this. This is something. Um, so I, that was the first time, like I got a lot of accolades that here I am, this little Catholic school girl looking around, usually in a daze. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, my picture. Yay. And then another time. I was actually drawing Chitara from <laughs> Thundercats. Yeah, this thing for cats. And I remember I got the curve of her shoulder perfect. And like, it like, ding, 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 ding. You know how that is when you're oh, drawing yeah. something and you get it. Yeah. And it, it was just feels- like, like ecstasy. It's like, I got that line. I created the illusion perfectly. And I, I was about in third grade then. Um, That's so awesome. yeah, those are the two things that I really remember. Chitara's is pretty great. For yeah, you, what was, um, I know, like I, we spoke earlier, how uh, for a hot sec, I wanted to be an artist. Uh, and one of the things that used to drive me insane uh, that I had the worst time with and was kind of a thing that I was like, fuck this, and th- you know, throwing pencils and shit, uh, was drawing hands. Hands were always the fucking hardest for me. Is yeah. there a part of the human body or is there, or is there something, a part of anything really that's, that for you was really fucking hard that seemed like it should be simple, but you're like, why can't I do this? You know, it still happens to me. You know, it's weird how the brain works. Um, sometimes the thought processes resets. Like some days I am fucking great at drawing feet and hands. Mm-hmm. Like I can draw those things. I can draw the toes curling just right. You know, the thumb just right. And then some days it looks like I just drew like Fred Flintstone feet. And it, it, it like enrages me. I, <laughs> so I, like, was, I was happy when I got to that point. I'm like, well, it looks the foot. <laughs> so we're good to go. <laughs> but you know, I had, I struggled with, I struggled with noses, mm-hmm. you know, and I still what about the with, what about the nose? What about the, is, it, is it is it the it's, angle? It's getting, yeah, getting the angle right, depending on where the face is turned. Mm-hmm. The one that gets me every time is storyboards that drives me nuts. And there's not a good, lot of good references for this because when you look for references, they always want to show the whole face. Right. 
but I want to see the over the shoulder where you see the curve of the ear, the cheek, and then that just the little tip of the nose. And I can never place it right. It drives me nuts. Well, that's really tough one too, because I've seen that angle and people who have failed at it. And it always makes it look like the nose is like 14 feet long. Like it's a Pinocchio nose because like with the way you've got that angled, like that tip of that nose, I wouldn't see that at all, but you're showing me a lot of that nose. What is going on in the front of that face? It's just crazy. And, you know, and it's one of those things that, you know, always, always reference tracing is an excellent way to learn how to do something like mm-hmm. for hands, trace those hands, but then try to remember and then try to draw it with just looking. Um, what helps me more, if you are curious and want to try this too, is like, look at other artists' drawings of it. Cause sometimes looking at a photo, you still right. get lost. Absolutely. But if you see what an other artist did, and I'm a huge fan of Adam Hughes. Um, I love his stuff. Who is I, that? He's a comic book artist. Um, you know, he's done some uh, Daredevil. I'm trying to think what else he's done. I have a uh, Veronica and Betty one he did from okay. Archie. It's really great. Um, but he just has a way of drawing women beautiful and men very handsome, but like realistic. Okay. Um, and almost classical. And I just love how he uses line, like heavier lines thinner lines for details mm-hmm. um and that's spelled h-u-g-h-e-s if you want to check out his work um awesome awesome illustrator um but i look at his stuff and i look at his hands i look at his feet i look at his noses and i my brain can see it clearer than if i were to look at a photo reference do you have a favorite comic book like is was there is there a comic oh. or a genre that you like most but is there like specific like do you have a soup is are you a superhero genre is that your main <laughs> jam or I mean, 90s x-men were in you know it was fine um you know unfortunately i got away from it um i dabbled briefly in dungeons and dragons illustrations (laughs) yeah i uh i I went to gen con and i i got a table um and it was with my wonderful storyboard artist teacher who passed away recently um tom gianni he was such an amazing teacher and a good friend um, actually was at my wedding, so it, it was a loss. Um, but he had told us about Gen Con and he got a table and he encouraged his students to get a table. So me and some friends and uh, my husband slash boyfriend at the time set up tables. And um, I wound up getting a gig once again from being tenacious. I just grabbed my stuff and went up to the big guns uh-huh. area. And I was like, look at my stuff. Hi, I'm Juju. I'm nobody. Look at my stuff. <laughs> and luckily, luckily I got a couple gigs and I wound up some doing some pretty awesome projects, but oh, it's another one of things. Um, yeah, I got to work on a Buffy the Vampire Slayer book, which I loved. Oh, really? And I'm a big Buffy geek. And then some legit Dungeons and Dragons, like fairies and uh, warriors and knights, uh, which was a lot of fun. But once again, you know, I'm always brought back to, do I want to, it was fun to dabble in. I don't really want to do this because it's one of those things where, once again, you got to find your niche mm-hmm. or niche. And if you get in, sure, you can make a really good living, you know, doing the magic gathering cards, the book covers, all this right. stuff. But on the whole, you're only going to get paid 50 bucks a pop. And you got to do a lot of artwork as a lower level artist to pay the bills. Um, So for me, I think because I was raised in a, you know, lower income household that uh, being able to provide and earn income is a huge driving force for me. Huge driving force. And again, like we said earlier, as an artist, it's really something you want, you know, it's hard to do 
And if you can mm-hmm. find it, find it and be, and be happy with it, find it, take it, ride that wave. Cause it's really hard right. to be an artist, a working artist in your field and, and be able to provide for yourself and your family and your children and, and everybody else oh, yeah. and yourself, you know, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so your world is marketing, it's storyboarding. What's the kind of subject matter that you drive that, like we said earlier, the stuff that helps you win your stressful times to help you relax. Like what is your go-to? Like what is your favorite things to draw? You know, um, there's several things, you know, and the pinup art, I really enjoy the, the whole feel of it. You know, it's flirty, it's cute, you know, it's uh, sexy without being like graphic and obscene. It's, mm-hmm. it's just very, you know, in my view, it, it to me, it's like very pro embracing of like femininity and, and like for me, it's empowering. Um, you know, to be able to draw someone that's beautiful, whether they're on the heavier side, you know, whether they're on the overly conservative side, maybe they're in like a suit, but make it flirtatious, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I eat that stuff up and, you know, I enjoy drawing it. Um, I kick myself sometimes. I kind of wish I would have, uh, you know, marketed that a little bit more. Maybe I will eventually, um, like doing calendars and t-shirts and just fun stuff like that. Um, so I do, I do go to the pinup art, but then of course I love my centaur stuff, you know, the mermaids and just, you know, fairies and just that fun, goofy stuff. I like to have a little sarcasm in it, like with the fairies pulling the girl's hair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that, I enjoy that stuff. I just want to add something really quick because you did ask me how I met uh, Corey and Sarah. Um, we have a mutual friend, Kelly, who I'm social friends with. Um, I met through Facebook through another Kelly. mutual friend, Kramer. Oh, yes. I've met Kelly Kramer several times. She's a wonderful woman. She's a sweetheart. Um, and then uh, I became friends with Corey on Facebook. And I was like in this lull of artwork. And I was seeing the get in the car episodes. They were tickling me. It was funny. And I just said, you know, they're very animated. So I just sketched them. And I do that sometimes um, because one of my other things that I really enjoy is people's reactions. And I take that from the caricature days too. Uh I love giving people that tickle of, hey, I'm a cartoon. Um, It seems to be something that not a lot of people, you know, get that often. So when they do get it, they really get a charge out of it. And And they're practically cartoons with their expressions. I mean, it was so easy. (laughs) Sit down with them one day. I'll say, yes, you'll, they're absolutely cartoons. And I love them (laughs) to death. Watching the two of them just hang out together is a show in itself. So endless material. (laughs) So, and while we're talking about this this is great because I know you're working on their, in in their project that we, we had, Corey and I had talked about on the show, Corey and Sarah famous. uh, And a couple of the episodes are going to be some pop in animated moments that you are working on. Um, Are you, working just on the illustrations or are you working on the animating as well? Is that something that you also do? Uh, No, I don't animate. Um, It's funny because I've, I've got a little bug in my head that I want to. So I'm toying with the idea of going back to school um, to learn more about animation, um, which will benefit me in the ad world too, just because I think there's a market for people who want to animate gifts for their website, you know, advertising. Um, but I never got into animation because once again, it was like the balance of workload versus output mm-hmm. um, and time I'm willing to spend. And, um, you know, I never embraced it. And it changes so much from like my one friend who's an animator. She had this rotating light table that she would have to trace like old school oh, and wow. to see that be around during that. And then to see it completely go to computer and all the different um, 
you know, programs you use now. And um, so, no, I am not animating it. I'm just giving layered files to be, um, I think Kyle's doing it. I think oh, okay. he's animating it. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So, I'll, I'll no, I'm not going to take credit well. for that. I just did the drawings. <laughs> and the, and I, uh, I, she showed me a couple sneak peeks. And, and so far, I cannot wait to see the finished product. It's so, it looks so great. And, oh, I, it's going to be so again, much fun. Again, I, I, uh, the stuff I've seen you do on, on Facebook and stuff has made me just become a real big fan of yours. Oh. I know at some point you dropped a bunch of uh, illustrations of your um, – of, of supernatural um my wife and I are big fans of supernatural so I, I was showing her those the other day uh and just the, all the pop culture sh stuff that you do uh, oh I, I noticed you did some uh, some some of the new Sabrina stuff uh yes. you're able to capture these characters and their personalities so well um and and just bring a, a life to them and the thing I do like about all your all your your illustrations are is the fact that they all do. It's one single picture, but it's all telling a story. I haven't seen you just draw a picture to draw a picture. Like everything has something behind it. Like you were saying, like the fairies pulling the hair, or the centaur doing this, or like all your supernatural stuff. I know you had one of Dean making a pie because he loves pie. And I, but, <laughs> but he's everything's a process and everything's telling a story. And that's really fucking awesome to see and really look because I mean, you can take one, one quick drawing and it tells you so much. And then you just pan through the rest of your work and it just, story after story after story so i mean i really yeah i really I, i'm i'm impressed with what you do it's really nice to hear i really like that you see that you know because that is something you know i don't struggle with doing it i like doing it i like adding sarcasm or personality i actually even though i think most are shitbags i really like people and i really like people in, interacting and i really like the sense of humor and just the ridiculousness of being mm. that we're all experiencing you know it's like um and i like to kind of catch the absurd and you know put it on a piece of paper outside of your uh, marketing work and stuff like that do you do are you a hired gun or you like your if, if somebody was looking for an illustrator for like because you said you did some illustrations for some children's books i uh, did yes is that something for you or is that an outside project you work with somebody on or is it a situation where if somebody's like fuck i need a i need an illustrator for my business or for an ad oh. or something outside or you do you also do uh, freelance work on your side Absolutely. Um, you know, as for the children's books, um, the very first one I did was with my best friend, Roxana Eldon Vollmer. She is a thrice published author. Um, one of those books being uh, Rudy Goes or Rudy's New Human, which I'm going to. Um, she wrote it. I illustrated it. Um, it was a friend, you know, compilation. And we got a publisher really quick. So we were so lucky. Um, so for for this to happen like that, it's really rare. Most people, you don't get a publisher picked up that quick or at all. And we got our book published. And, you know, I would go to schools and I would read it to kids and I would show them how to draw. And I really enjoyed it because, you know, the kids would kind of lighten up and I would kind of show them how, like how I learned how to break things down to basic shapes Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you could draw anything with any of these shapes. And for like years later, I would have these strange kids come up to me who I didn't know, but they remembered me and they were like, I drew this and I drew that. And it was amazing. But then it, thanks to the, my first book being published with Roxy, um, I was able to get another gig for another book, Kate's Magic Garden by Betsy Coffeen, written by Samantha Smith. Um, and you know, it was a beautiful story. And I was so 
freaking sick when I was working on this. I had an undiagnosed gallbladder issue. Oh, shit. And I got the freaking illustrations done. And I was just so immensely proud of that book. Um, you know, it's still up for sale on Amazon. And then I wound up doing another book with the Girls Drawing Girls people where it's uh, it was written by Pamela Ridden, who wrote co-wrote Moana uh-huh. and oh, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. What? And, yeah. <laughs> and, Wait, what? Uh, but that one is called uh, What Pina Drew. And it's like all the artists were assigned pages to draw. I was able to do the cover and a couple of interior illustrations. And so it's this really cool book. And I really hope people check it out because it's so neat because every page is pretty much done by a different illustrator. So you get like this huge variety of uh, beautiful artwork for one book. Um, and it was just, it was such a, a joy to work on. Um, so no, I, I am a hired gun. Yes. Great. I'm a gunslinger. <laughs> I am a hired gun. <laughs> and pencil slinger. Um, yes. Ginger, we now hit a part of the show, uh, that is one of my favorite parts of the show. Cause there's only two parts of the show, the show, okay. this part, uh, and it's called same three questions. Same three questions. <laughs> and these are three questions that I ask all of my guests. It's always the exact same questions. It's just fun for me to see what different types of answers I get. You know, everybody has their own views on things. And this is a way for me to just see what people think. It's fun. For me. <laughs> uh, so first question is, if you could have one superpower, which would it be and why? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, it, it waffles. I go from either wanting to be able to stop time Mm. or to be strong because I am so tired of those fucking jelly lids, (laughs) those pickles. (laughs) Those are great. Like stopping time. That's an, that's what I haven't, you know, one of our, that's you're the first one to say that. Uh, I love those answers. Those are great. I love those a whole bunch. Um, Question number two, if after you died, you were reincarnated as a sandwich, which sandwich would that be? Ooh. You know, I am going to go for old school South Side roast beef sandwich with marinara and mm. cheese on. Oh, wow. Peppers. I was craving that sandwich so bad when mm. I, we moved out here to the West Suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was pregnant with my first boy. And I was like, ah, like a vampire. <laughs> I needed that beef sandwich with the marinara sauce. And I was calling pizza joints around, begging them like a crazy person. Can can you make me a pizza? And then none of them had it. Really? And one nice lady took mercy on me, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll put some on for you." <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Just give me your fucking beef sandwich, and then just put some marinara sauce I was on. It's like, like I will pay you extra, triple. Just give me the freaking red sauce on the beef sandwich. <laughs> Shitty ass people. Uh, and final question. Uh, hey, Ginger, blue or green? Blue or green? Mm-hmm. Ooh. You know, because I'm so sick of winter right now, I'm going to say green. I want to see some leaves and I want to see some grass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So sorry. The answer, of course, was blue. Well, I guess this is where I die. (laughs) (laughs) My podcast kills someone. (laughs) If that doesn't get me five-star reviews, I don't know what will. (laughs) The death of a human. Uh, Ginger, um, please tell everyone where we can find your fucking amazing work. Uh, and oh. if they, for some reason, see your amazing work and are like, fuck, I need to hire her. Woo. Where can they get in touch with you to hire you? Like, give us all your okay. scoop. You can find me on my website for storyboards. That is just www.gingerchafer.com. Exactly like it's spelled. Just my name. 
And uh, if you want to see some of my goofy stuff, mm-hmm. you can go to Instagram and my handle is Gleefer, G-L-E-A-F-E-R. If you like what you see, please give me a follow. Um, and if I may plug the books one more time, I'd really plug appreciate the it. hell out of them. Woohoo! Please take a peek, Amazon.com. Check out Rudy's New Human, written by Roxana Eldon, drawn by me. It's so Magic Garden, Betsy Coffeen and Samantha Smith, illustrated by moi. And then the wonderful What Pina Drew, written by Pamela Ribbon and illustrated by the Girls Drone Girls team. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yay. Please go check out all of that work and all those, buy those books if you've got kids. And uh, if you need an illustrator, please call Ginger because I... You know, I just want to say really quick, because I, I didn't mention it, but What Pina Drew is actually about a child who has asthma dealing with the quarantine. So it's very apropos for these times. Oh, awesome. Um, oh, yeah. So- I can't believe I didn't mention what it was, but I'm sorry. Well, I mean, we've, I, you know, I, I told you we'd be here for an hour. I could sit here for another three talking about all your stuff because I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this time with you. And I, thank I, you. I, I had a I, lot I of fun. Thoroughly enjoy your work. I thank you, thank you, because that's actually been one of uh, Instagram has been my bright helps me through this pandemic yeah. and finding your work and seeing your new work pop up on Instagram is always a treat. So yeah, thank you for sharing what you do with everybody and sharing it with the world. And um, I hope uh, you wish you all the best. And that man, I really fucking everybody call Ginger and hire her for everything because she's fucking amazing. Yes, do that now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The phone just blow up. Uh, Thank you so much. I appreciate everything. Uh, Thanks for sitting down with me. Sure. Thank you for having me. Oh me, oh my, I do love Ginger Seehafer. I had a great time getting to know her, and she's an incredible fucking artist. So please, go follow her on her social media. Check out her work. She is amazing. And if you need an illustrator, give her a call. She'll fucking crush it. You know who else crushes? You, my listeners, thank you so much for coming back and joining us every episode. Be sure to rate and review the show. That's how we get the word out to new audience members. And also... Follow us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, and be sure to share and like all of our posts. The more the word gets out, the more people will listen, and the more fun we can have. Well, that about does it for this episode. As always, I'd like to thank my dear friend Mr. Jason Moody for this kick-ass theme song, and my dear friend Corbett Pasco for our same three-question stinger. They are both two wonderful people who are extremely talented, and I get to be friends with them. Well, come back and join us for another episode when we sit down with a new guest and ask them that burning question. Who the fuck are you? Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.